Uh, welcome back to Questions You Never Thought to Ask, the Whitewater Kayaking Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Aoife Hanrahan, who's the organizer of uh, Galway Fest, which is a started a pretty small uh, kayak festival event in Ireland uh, and is growing uh, exponentially. They just had their... Aoife, was this your third one or your fourth one this weekend just gone? So it's my own uh, fifth one. And then the boys, it was their ninth one. <clears throat> So you guys have been going pretty hard on um, on this event and kind of growing it and making it bigger. Do you want to give us the like the history of it? Like how did it get started? Where did uh, you know? I'm sure people know about Ireland from Game of Thrones, but they don't know much about the kayaking there. Do you want to give us the rundown? Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a funny history um, with the boys Andrew and Barry, uh, two very very good friends, and it actually started with a drunken conversation with the boys in a pub with. Uh, Shane Cronin, he's one of our main sponsors and uh, without Shane, the event would just not be able to happen. Um, and yeah, pretty much Shane was like, there's an event in the north, there's an event in the east and you boys need to start an event in the west. So the boys were like, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it. And then they woke up the following morning and they were like, what do we design ourselves up for? And Shane was like, I cannot wait for this event in Galway. So that's kind of how it all started off. and. Uh, Hello, Aoife. Um, Aoife, hello. Particular, you can, can you hear me? So you're just breaking up we there. Got, we got we got to the point <laughs> in your story where um, the boys woke up the next day, and then you kind of broke up. Sorry, can you pick a, pick us back up? Yeah. So the the boys woke up the following day, and they were like, "What do we just get ourselves into?" Shane had messaged them to say, "I'm looking forward to." to the event and um yeah <laughs> that's where it started and yeah over the last few years it's just grown and grown and grown and there uh this year we actually had to put a cap on it with last year we ended up having with our first event it went to 260 people and you know the way Ireland is Ireland we can't cope with the snow so we actually had to cancel our event because all flights into the country and all roads were pretty much blocked so um we then ended up with around 170 paddlers instead on the second weekend but this year we were like oh god okay there is seriously a big attraction towards this um and we said we'd have to cap it this year at 250 within the space of was it, we had the event up i think it was like less than a week or was it something nuts like three to four days and the event sold out it was crazy like so what do you see that it was just crazy what do you think the secret sauce is to make an event to go from um like drunkenly deciding you're going to run a kayak event <laughs> to uh, just a few years later having to cap it at like a, a limited number of entries like what what do you think is the what makes Galway Fest so special that it's grown from um a, a drunken decision to being capped at 250 people I think what it is is the people you know, um, I was chatting to um, Addy last night, Adrian Mattern, and um, he he made a very good point. You know, he said he's met Irish people all over the world and, you know, they always tend to make an impact on you. You know, you, you tend to always remember that individual because they always tend to be stoked on life, stoked to the party, stoked on the river, always this positive vibe. But Adrian said, you know, when you put us all together in one room and in one location, the vibe, the atmosphere is just, it's, it's one to none. It's its so, so special. And, you know, 
people say, oh, congratulations, uh, Barry and Andrew, you did an amazing job. You had such a sick weekend. And, you know, at the end of the day, we have got this crew in behind us and it's them that is making the event. You know, we 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 delegate out um, jobs and that, but it's not us. We have these people year on, year out, every year, just picking up the jobs um, that they do every year for us. And without them, you know, we couldn't do it. Like, for example, Howie Owen Howard, he sits at, he stands at the footbridge this year for four and a half to five hours, pushing people off the bridge and getting their times. And without him, you know, how, how would we get the start times or the girls under the bridge, you know, sitting there for four and a half, five hours. These kind of people are the people that make our event. And it's not us, you know, it, it's not just the three of us here. We have a massive crew behind us of people that step in, you know, if it is that person to just help us set up marquees, you know, there's we never have to ask somebody twice. And I, I think that's what makes our event so unique. It's it's the the people, it's the vibe, it's the atmosphere. Oh, you can't not but have a smile on your face all weekend, you know. So I let's think- um, let's um just unpiece some of the nuts and bolts. Then, if like let's say for example, someone listening to this podcast was like, "Man, I'm really inspired by what those Irish guys are doing. I want to start a kayak festival in my hometown." And I think Galway Fest has like a race component and a freestyle component, right? It does. Yeah, said so that's it. So um, how how like what what's the mechanics of making that all come together? Like, wh- where do you start? So from the the start, I think you need to pose the question to yourself. Are you doing this for fun? Are you organizing this for fun, for people to have a good time? Or are you organizing it for the competitive side? You know, for us, we, we're we not looking for, you know, everybody to be insanely competitive going down that river. We're looking for people to have a good time. I said in a briefing on Sunday um, before our boat across, I said, guys, Thanks for coming. I know you've got sore heads. I gave out the seriousness of it, the rules and everything. And then I turned around and I said, I want to see every person smiling. You know, you shouldn't be here at our event unless you're here to have fun. Because that's all that matters to us um, is about people having fun. So I think that's the first question to pose to yourself. You know, how are you going to make this as fun as possible so like that's that's being inclusive so the way we run ours is we've got um we've got a lot of categories we've got our juniors and then we've got our intermediates and they're our main focus when it comes to prizes we give them the best prizes that we can possible so the likes of gear that they need you know they're our up-and-coming futures so putting a focus on them is really really important um i think that's the first thing um what is really cool is if you could get three events, you know, if you could get a freestyle spot, if you could get a race course. And then the best thing that everybody always looks forward to is the border cross, setting up a course and making it as fun as possible. So they're kind of the three components to our event. But so I can tell you, like, last two years, we haven't had tune working. This is the first year that we've been able to have a big night event like tune. But up until now, we've had this little feature down at the bottom of the carb that's a title feature. It's very small. It is so crappy. But yeah, we can still have an amazing event. So even if your freestyle spot isn't the best, once you can get in there, once you can surf and have, let people have a good time, put fun moves on the score sheet. You know, that's another thing. Put fun moves on the score sheet. Make it fun for people. That's what's really important. So you don't need to have the best feature. We got lucky this year. We just happened to get a sick ton of rain before the event that allowed us to have tune working at its prime flows. So I think that's what's really important, Seth, is definitely posing that question to yourself. 
ask, you know, how do I make this as fun as possible? You know, I've got a not great feature, but how do I make that the best the best time for people? Um, and then when it comes to the the race as well, you know, um, having having good atmosphere down below at the finish line, you know, having everybody encouraging each other, having music down there, getting the vibe going, because at the end of the day, you know, you want people happy and you want people to be stoked. It's the same with our Bodacross on Sunday. You know, giving Colm, one of our sponsors, the mic to put on music, creating a good vibe, a really good atmosphere because people are hungover, so hungover. But yeah, it's about creating that vibe. And I think that's what we really focus on because ourselves, even though we, I think Barry made a good point last night is, you know, the day that Barry or Andrew stopped going out on that Saturday night and creating a big party is the night when Koi Fest won't, won't last, you know, without having those boys and ourselves creating a very good vibe. So as an organizer, you need to be as happy as you can and you need to love it. You need to love what you're doing. Like we love this weekend. We get such a buzz off it. And I think that's the main part about our event. If we're stoked, everybody else is stoked. So I think, I think that's, is that answering that, that okay? Set. Yeah, I mean, and let's think about like uh, in terms of like creating a good scene. Like, what do you guys do to interact with the people um, in the the town where you're um, oh. where you're kayaking? Like, how do you how do you get those local people to like check in on what you're doing and be stoked about it? Because I'm sure it probably creates yeah. a lot of extra disruption having like an extra 200 people there. To go kayaking. Yeah. And especially um, said that we're in like a tiny little sea village. That's where the river finishes. It's in a small little village called Spiddle. Um, and we're we're just we're quite lucky where the race course is. The start line is um, in a caravan park. That's where it starts. And what we do every single year is we go up to the people in the caravan park. Um, we pose a question to them, you know, we are organizing the event that we do every year. We really appreciate the support. Um, he's got a really good lap around that people can drive around. And we hand him a bottle of wine and a box of chocolates. And then at the end of the event, we give him a voucher for dinner. You know, it's just, just something simple like that. It's a simple, simple gift that we give. But, you know, it, it, it means a lot to that, that individual. When it comes to the finish line, we use, it's the HSE, like the the NHS, you know, the our... Our healthcare system, they own that um, building down there. It's an old school. And yeah, we got in touch. We emailed them. We said, look, this event. And they were like, oh, yeah, we know the kayaking event. Yeah, of course you can borrow, they'll use our car park again. No problem. The shop ladies, we get we get in contact with the women in the shop because we've got a lot, 250 kayakers that need to be fed all day. So we get in contact with them and tell them that it's going to be a busy, busy event. Um, they're just, They're delighted. They were able to put on two to three extra staff in behind their deli counter and be able to surf out feel like food all day, which was sick. Um, Tume, um, I'm not going to lie, Seth, like we've had some issues. We have had issues with Tume um, because it's private on both sides. Um, next year, there will be a couple of changes. But again, we get in contact with the local people. On River Right, we've got a really amazing farmer. Um, he sold his plot of land this year, told us where to find the owner, went up to the owner, asked him, no problem. He took his cattle out of the field um, the, the day before, two days before. And then for Sunday, um, we make sure to inform the guardies, so the police force, that um, uh, that there is an event going on, as well as the, um, the fire brigade as well. Because if they see people in the water, if they see people swimming, um, there will be a call out. So if there is a person swimming, that is something that's really important, that if, if your river is in a place where... 
you know, it's, it's clearly visible. Like on our Sunday, it's going through the city centre. Everybody can see what's going on. We need them to make sure that they have full trust in us, that we we know what's going on and we are, we are in control of the situation that's happening. Um, so, yeah, so when it comes to that, that's kind of how, that's how we kind of do it. Um, and and yeah. in terms of like safety and stuff, just talking yeah. about the, the fire guys there and, um, you know, uh, what's your, what's the mechanics for your insurance for you guys? Like, how do you make that happen? Like, is that easy people to set up if, if you were trying to set up, if someone else was listening to this, trying to set up a kayaking event, like what's the, what's the hoops they have to go through to, to be, to be covered? Okay, so on safety side, um, we get um, the Red Cross. You know the Red Cross. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we get them to have um, a an ambulance at each at each site. That's really important, especially when it comes to the whitewater race. You know, you get people getting bumps and bruises and stuff like that. You want to just make sure that you're covered on that. If something happens, if there's an evac, that you have a, an ambulance there straight away. Um, on the Saturday, uh, we have. And I'm going to give a big shout out to these guys. We have an incredible group of people. We have John Brady and Kevin Foynes fronting it. Um, we so we set up our main our main safety team. So these guys are head over the safety. Okay, they then go through the registration and they pick out the people that they know um, are of let's just say like a, a level four to level five standard. Okay, and they are our safety team on the Saturday. We have safety team one and safety team two. Safety team one hits out straight away, is out in the water for the first, like, what was it, about 125 paddlers or something like that. Then there's a switch over where safety two team gets on so that safety two team one can then race. So when safety team one is in place, safety team two are racing. When safety team two is in place, safety team one then races. So we make sure that before the event, we have all these people emailed, we've them briefed, um, and they're there early in the morning. Um, then on the Sunday, um, oh yeah, I, actually the Sunday is just what we do with the border cross is just the people who, who have raced, they sit in the eddy and then, and then they're the safety. And then we switch it out. Every time you race, you do safety at the bottom. Um, and then we're quite lucky on the insurance, uh, part. We have an amazing federation just cause we've got sm- such a small country. We can have such close contacts with our, our canoe and it's canoe in Ireland, like British canoeing. Um, and yeah, without them, the event just would not be possible. Um, they give us the insurance for our event on the basis that every kayaker on the Saturday has to have a level three cert. And we're extremely strict on that. Um, so we cross check with Canoe in Ireland to see, you know, who has their level three and who doesn't based on their numbers. Um, and then, yeah, if you don't have it, then you can't race. So the British, I think, equivalency is like, uh, star four four star is that what you call it um yeah it's about that so um that's how we cover ourselves set in particular is you have to have that level level three standard so in summary here i think we, you've kind of like really deconstructed the nuts and bolts of like organizing a kayaking event and, and growing it here um yeah. so it seems like the if someone was listening to this and they were like i am 100 percent going to do this this year they would have to start with being like is this something I want to do and why? And then just pretty much start finding some friends to help out and just start hammering off those chores until it's, uh, until it's all said and done. Yeah, I think a, a good way, if, if we want to just like structure it, Seth, I think the best way to say is, you know, Barry and Andrew came up with this idea. So they're the main organizers. They're the go-to, okay? Underneath that, they have created their team. They tend to put one person on each event. So this year we had Lucien head over freestyle. 
Um, at Whitewater, Barry and Andrew tend to front that, but they would have had their head safeties, which would have been John Brady and Kev Foynes, because that is just really important. Okay. Then on the Sunday, Andrew fronts the mass start, and I, myself, and Ashling, we fronted the um, the the border cross. So that's that's the first layer. Okay. So you've got your organizers and you've got your event organizers. Okay. And then underneath that. You need to make sure that you have prepared the scoring system, how you're going to do it. Is it going to be online? We have got two incredible people, Jack Phelan and Carl <coughs> Kelly, who've designed our whole online system for each, each event. They have it connected so that when you input a bib number, that bib number is inputted across a heap of Excel sheets so that we can get our over all results with 250 people you need to have a system in play like that otherwise people won't get the results and you won't get your results in on time so that's the scoring system the next set is your sponsorship okay we have a sick group of sponsors they are incredible we've got them helping on site and everything and without them all like I said the prizes this year were just off the, like they were absolutely insane. Give, so, us, uh, give us a rundown. What, who, who, are your, who are your sponsors? Give them a quick shout out. And uh, oh, okay. what are they up with? Yeah, let's let's say. So Duerson is one of them. Duerson created a sick amount of um, T-shirts this year. But not only that, they fronted overall men's expert and men's women. Canoe in Ireland took an entire event with NRS. And they did all of freestyle, each, each category, each prize. Thanks to Pam and Canoe Centre, they also fronted um, the overall um, Odorex. Everybody got a prize for second, third and that. We also, a big thing, as I said before, we focus in on our intermediates and our beginners. So Ior were given out uh, decks, um, CAG. We had Lily Trip vouchers there with Barry Tosh's company. We had Lori's company there, vouchers. We had Flow Kayak vouchers. We had Surfiers. We had, oh, I'm definitely missing one, Seth. Um, we had, yeah, oh. I think, am I missing people? We Predator given out like uh, helmets. Um, and then like we had for the the, the overall expert and that, we just gave them clothing because at the end of the day, they're all sponsored athletes, most of them that come in for a second and third. Um, and we gave them, we have an amazing brewing company that came on board this year, gave them beers, started their night off again on Sunday night um, and with, the, with a couple of clothing vouchers as well. Like, so everybody's going away happy with kit, you know, with a setup to buy a boat um with a setup to get more training you know a voucher to get coaching of some of the best coaches around so yeah I put a lot of thought into that this year um when I wanted to make them as good as possible so yeah your sponsor set is your, is your next one and then yeah after that then is your crew underneath like we have PA systems coming from Shane Cronin and Colin too he uh Colin Healy sorry and then we have um, our sponsors setting up their tents and everything. We kept everybody dry at the freestyle, um, giving out boats. That's another good thing to have, Said Actually, I'll add that one in, um, is when it comes to the internationals, a lot of them don't have boats. We are so lucky in this country when it comes to Colm and I Canoe. He's got a heap of variety of boats. So we need the sponsored athletes coming over. I just message, hey, Colm, Adrian Matron's coming over. Have you got an exocaic demo? Yeah, I have a Rexy. Here you go, you know. Um, uh, Brian Orton's coming over he needs a piranha boat you know yeah no problem I have it so we were lucky on that front and not only just the two boys we had a heap of people from the UK and we were able to provide boats with them and especially EXO came over they gave out boats piranha you know we were lucky on that front that 
people could try out sick boats. It's a perfect time um, set for people to try out new boats because you're at features, you're at rivers. So that actually, that is a really important one is, is having demo boats there for people to use. Um, so let's save people that, that 70 euro return, if not 100 euro return, boat over. So yeah, I think they're kind of the, trying to go through like our, our little checklist that we have there that's kind of the the main part I mean, that's a that's a pretty thorough um a pretty thorough explanation of how to set up a, a kayaking event which is kind of what i wanted to get at with this podcast i thought you were pretty well equipped to give us a rundown on that yeah. um i think that's pretty much all i wanted to talk about really i just wanted to give kind of get all of your knowledge about organizing a kayaking event and then put it in in one podcast that people could listen to and be like okay sweet i'm gonna start something on my in my home spot on my local river yeah. or um, whatever I think it's there's a, a lot of sick kayaking areas that don't have any good events and it's just because nobody's taking ownership um, yeah. of, of starting one and organizing one right and so the, the main thing with Galway Fest Island was like yeah like Barry and Andrew just started and then you know started figuring that stuff out as it went yeah. along and I, I think if just a, a handful of people would start um, you know who are, who are passionate about that could start taking taking charge and uh, yeah. we could see a, a much bigger growth across all these different areas. We can have a, you know, many more of these festivals to, to come in the future and hopefully to grow as big as Galway Fest is at, um, you know, capping at 250 people. Yeah, and Seth, it's so rewarding. I think that's one thing that is really, is really good to encourage people to do it. Like that feeling at the prize given yesterday when we had everybody clapping down at us, like that was by far one of the best feelings ever seeing people come up to me I've been getting messages all day about people showing their appreciation for you know that is one of the best feelings ever but if you've got the drive if you've got the determination to pull it together and just remember like if you are going to be doing an event it's for the fun of it you know it's 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 making sure that you want people to get into kayaking you want these intermediates these juniors to keep on kayaking and this should be the reason why every year we have an event we have another event on the other side of the calendar up north in Cranafest. And between the two events, it's all about having fun and enjoying yourself. And at the end of the day, you just want people out in the water. You want people to enjoy kayaking. And that's what it's about. If it's for any other reason, then then don't be organizing it. You know, it's for that one main core reason. So I think that's just really important. Well, that's for, that's the way we have it here. Um, yeah. yeah, I think if, if people can just take... <laughs> one one tenth of that enthusiasm and, and get after it then there'll be a lot of kayaking festivals yeah. to come Aoife how can people um keep up with Galway Fest on social media how can they find you what's yeah. the what's so, the hashtags what's the ads so we've got a uh, hashtag Galway Fest is our main one um check out <laughs> we've got um it's actually a friend page so yeah friend us on Facebook everything is public so you'll be able to see it anyway um and yeah we're hoping to release the dates in the next week for Galway Fest um and yeah just check us out we've got instagram as well go fest on instagram um we're going to keep posting up photos we've got our sick photographer jack ledwith who's messaging me right now to figure out how many photos we want up he took five thousand photos over the weekend or if not six thousand he said so yeah check us out on that and make sure that to see when we put up the date in the next week put it in your calendar for next year we'd love to have you we'll have registration open in january next year and yeah just a big shout out to our sponsors without you guys we couldn't do it and with our crew there's a big backing in behind us it's not just the three of us so yeah thanks so much to everyone who traveled over too it was an absolute epic weekend as you can see i can barely talk so <laughs> so thanks for that
All right, great, Aoife. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. And we will see uh, everyone else on the podcast in two weeks' time. Peace. Thanks, Ed. <laughs>